Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We welcome you all warmly on this auspicious last day of Kartik. <clears throat> and there's no better way to celebrate the last day of Kartik than to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam with an assembly of devotees who are attached and like to hear about Krishna. This is the way forward in spiritual life. This and chanting the holy names of the Lord without offense are the pathways uh, back to the spiritual world, back to love for Krishna, our original position, what we're all hankering for, what we're all looking for. So to send out this Shabda Brahman into the ether and now through the internet into the uh, space, cyberspace, <clears throat> to all parts of the world at the same time is all auspicious. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains what we mean to say. It goes like this Sarva Shastravdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguroman mahadana manistadagamad bhagya mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin. Adini chuchatakada, hanamunchigada chinmam, prem narit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate 
Vasudevaya. So we've reached the 24th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And we're hearing about uh, the descendants of Prithu Maharaj, his dynasty. And we've reached the 11th text, and we're hearing about the grandson now, the grandson of Krishna, I mean of uh, Prithu Maharaj. Text 11. Maharaj Barishat, henceforward known as Prachinabari, was ordered by the supreme demigod, Lord Brahma, to marry the daughter of the ocean named Shatadruti. Her bodily features were completely beautiful and she was very young. She was decorated with the proper garments and ornaments and when she came into the marriage arena and began circumambulating it, the fire god Agni become, became so attracted to her that he desired her company, exactly as he had formerly desired to enjoy Shuki. Purport. In this verse, the word Shushvalankritam is significant. According to the Vedic system, when a girl is married, she is profusely and gorgeously decorated with costly saris and jewelry and during the marriage ceremony the bride circumambulates the bridegroom seven times. After, it, after this, the bridegroom and bride look at one another and become attracted for life. When the bridegroom finds the bride very beautiful, the attraction between them immediately becomes very strongly fixed. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, men and women are naturally attracted to one another and when they are united by marriage, that attraction becomes very strong. But being strongly attracted, the bridegroom attempts to set up a nice homestead and eventually a good field for producing grains. Then children come, then friends, and then wealth. In this way, in this way the male becomes more and more entangled in the material conceptions of life. And he begins to think, this is mine, and it is I who am acting. In this way, the illusion of material existence is perpetuated. The words Shukim Eva are also significant. For the fire god Agni became attracted to the beauty by Shatadruti, of Shatadruti, while she was circumambulating the bridegroom, Prachinibari, just as he had previously been attracted to the beauty of Shuki, the wife of Saptarishi. When the fire god had been present long ago at the assembly of Saptarishi, he was attracted by the beauty of Shuki when, he was, when she was circumambulating in the same way. Agni's wife, named Swaha, took the form of Shuki and enjoyed sex with Agni. Not only the fire god Agni, but the heavenly god Indra, and sometimes even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, all very highly situated demigods, are subjected, subject to being attracted by sex at any time. The sex drive is so strong in the living entities 
that the whole material world is running on sex attraction only. And it is due to sex attraction that one maintains, remains in the material world and is ob obliged to accept different types of bodies. The attraction of sex life is more clearly explained in the next verse. Text 12. While Shatadruti was thus being married, the demons, the denizens of Gandharva Loka, the great sages, and the denizens of Siddhaloka, the earthly planets, and Nagaloka, although highly exalted, were all captivated by the tinkling of her ankle bells. Purport. Generally, a woman becomes more beautiful when, after an early marriage, she gives birth to a child. To give birth to a child is the natural function of a woman, and therefore a woman becomes more and more beautiful as she gives birth to one child after another. In the case of Shatadruti, however, she was so beautiful that she attracted the whole universe at her marriage ceremony. Indeed, she attracted all the learned and exalted demigods simply by the tinkling of her ankle bells. This indicates that all the demigods wanted to see her beauty completely, but they were not able to see it because she was fully dressed and covered with ornaments. Since they could only see the feet of Shatadruti, <laughs> they became attracted by her ankle bells, which tinkled as she walked, in other words, the demigods became captivated by her simply by hearing the tinkling of her ankle bells. They, didn't, they did not have to see her complete beauty. It is sometimes understood that a person becomes lusty just by hearing the tinkling of ankle bells on the hands of women or the tinkling of ankle bells. Oh, excuse me. It is sometimes understood that a person becomes lusty just by hearing the tinkling of bangles on the hands of women or the tinkling of ankle bells or just by seeing a woman's sari. Thus it is concluded that woman is the complete representation of maya. Although Vishwamrita Muni was engaged in practicing mystic yoga with closed eyes, his transcendental meditation was broken when he heard the tinkling of bangles, bangles on the hands of Menaka. In this way, Vishwamrita Muni became a victim of Menaka and fathered a child who was universally celebrated as Shakuntala. The conclusion is that no one can save himself from the attraction of woman, even though he, is a, be, he be an exalted demigod or an inhabitant of the higher planets. Only a devotee of the Lord who is attracted by Krishna can escape the lures of woman. Once one is attracted by Krishna, the illusory energy of the world cannot attract him. Text 13. King Prachinabari begot ten children 
in the womb of Shatrajyoti. All of them were equally endowed with religiosity and all of them were known as the Prachetas. Purport. The word Dharma Snata is significant for the ten children were all merged in the practice of religion. In addition, they possessed all good qualities. One is supposed to be perfect when one is perfectly religious, perfect in the execution of one's vows to render devotional service, perfect in knowledge, perfect in good behavior, and so on. All the prachetas were on the same level of perfection. Text 14 When all these prachetas were ordered by their father to marry and beget children, they all entered the ocean and practiced austerities and penances for 10,000 years. Thus they worshipped the master of all austerity, the supreme personality of Godhead. Sometimes great sages and ascetics enter the Himalaya mountains in order to find seclusion from the turmoil of the world. It appears, however, that all the prachetas, the sons of Prachinabari, entered the depths of the ocean to perform austerity in a secluded place. Since they performed austerities for 10,000 years, this incident took place in the Satya Yuga, when people used to live for 100,000 years. It is also significant that by their austerity, they worshipped the master of austerity, Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If one wants to perform austerities and penances in order to attain the supreme goal, one must attain the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If one achieves the favor of the Supreme Lord, it is to be understood that he has finished all kinds of austerities and penances and has attained and has attained efficiency in their execution. On the other hand, if one does not attain the perfect stage of devotional service, all austerities and penances actually have no meaning. For without the Supreme Lord, no one can attain the highest result derived from performing them. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 7, 7, I mean 5.29, Lord Sri Krishna is the master of all penances and sacrifices. Bhuktaram yajyatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram Thus, the desired result of performing austerities may be derived from Lord Krishna. It is in Srimad Bhagavatam 3.33.7 It is stated, Aho bhatta shapacho togariyan yaj jibagre vartate namatubhyam tupus tupas te juhuvu sasna arya ramanu chur namagrinanteye te Even if a person is born in a family of chandalas, the lowest birth one can get, in human society. He is glorious if he chants the holy names of the Lord. For it is to be understood that by such chanting a devotee definitely proves that he underwent all kinds of austerities 
in his previous life. By the grace of Lord Chaitanya, one who chants the Mahamantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, attains the highest perfectional stage, which had previously been attained by people who entered the ocean and executed austerities for 10,000 years. In this age of Kali, if a person does not take advantage of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, which is offered as a great concession to the fallen human beings of this age, it is to be understood that he is very much bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord. Text 15. When, the, when all the sons of Pratyunabharhi left home to execute austerities, they met Lord Shiva, who out of great mercy instructed them about the Absolute Truth. All the sons of Pratyunabharhi meditated upon the instructions, chanting and worshipping them with great care and attention. Purport It is clear that to perform austerities or penances, for that matter, any form of devotional service, one has to be guided by a spiritual master. Here it is clearly stated that the ten sons of Maharaj Prachinabahi were favored by the appearance of Lord Shiva, who out of great kindness gave, him, gave them instructions regarding the execution of austerities. Lord Shiva actually became the spiritual master of the ten sons, and in turn his disciples took his words so seriously that simply by meditating upon his instructions, dhyananta, jayanta, they became perfect. This is the secret of success. After being initiated and receiving the orders of the spiritual master, the disciple should unhesitatingly think about the instructions or orders of the spiritual master and should not allow himself to be disturbed by anything else. This is also the verdict of Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, who, while explaining a verse of Bhagavad Gita, Vyavasayatmika Budhir, Ekeha Kudunandana, Bhagavad Gita 2.41, points out that the order of the spiritual master is the life substance of the disciple. The disciple should not consider whether he is going back home, back to Godhead. His first business should be to execute the order of the spiritual master. Thus, a disciple should always meditate on the order of the spiritual master, and that is, the, that is perfectional meditation. Not only should he meditate upon that order, but he should find out the means by which he can perfectly worship and execute it. Text 16 Bidura asked Maitreya, My dear Brahmana, why did the Prachetas meet Lord Shiva on the way? Please tell me how the meeting happened. 
how Lord Shiva became very pleased with them and how he instructed them. Certainly, such talks are important and I wish that you please be merciful upon me and describe them. Purport Whenever there is some important talks between a devotee and the Lord or between exalted devotees, one should be very much curious to hear them. At the meeting of Naimisharanya, where Sutta Goswami spoke Srimad Bhagavatam to all the great sages, Sutta Goswami was also asked about the talks between Maharaj Prikshit and Chukadev Goswami. For the sages believed that the talks between Chukadev Goswami and Maharaj Prikshit must have been as important as the talks between Lord Krishna and Arjuna. As everyone is still eager to learn the subject of Bhagavad Gita in order to become perfectly enlightened, Vidura was similarly eager to learn from the great sage Maitreya about the talks between Lord Shiva and the Prachetas. Text 17 The great sage Vidura continued, O best of the Brahmanas, it is very difficult for living entities encaged within this material body to have personal contact with Lord Shiva. Even great sages who have no material attachments do not contact him, despite their always being absorbed in meditation to attain his personal contact. Purport Since Lord Shiva does not incarnate himself unless there is some special reason, it is very difficult for an ordinary person to contact him. However, Lord Shiva does descend to a special occasion when he is ordered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this regard, it is stated in the Padma Purana <clears throat> that Lord Shiva appeared as a Brahmana in the age of Kali to preach the Mayavad philosophy, which is nothing but a type of Buddhist philosophy. It is stated in Padma Purana, <clears throat> Mayavada asach chastram prachanam baudam uchate mayaiva vihitam devi kalau brahmana murtina. Excuse me. <clears throat> Lord Shiva, speaking to Parvati Devi, foretold that he would spread the Mayavad philosophy in the guise of a sannyasi brahmana just to eradicate Buddhist philosophy. This sannyasi was Sripad Shankaracharya. In order to overcome the effects of Buddhist philosophy and spread Vedanta philosophy, Sripad Shankaracharya had to make some compromise with the Buddhist philosophy and as such he preached the philosophy of monism for it was required at that time. Otherwise there was no need for his preaching Mayavad philosophy. At the present moment there is no need for the Mayavad philosophy or Buddhist philosophy and Lord Chaitanya rejected both of them. 
this Krishna consciousness movement is spreading the philosophy of Lord Chaitanya and rejecting the philosophy of both classes of Mayavadi. Strictly speaking, both Buddha's philosophy and Shankara's philosophy are but different types of Mayavad, dealing on the platform of material existence. Neither of these philosophies has spiritual significance. There is spiritual significance only after one accepts the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita, which culminates in surrendering unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Generally, people worship Lord Shiva for some material benefit, and although they cannot see him personally, they derive great material profit by worshipping him. Text 18 Lord Shiva, <clears throat> the most powerful demigod, second only to Lord Vishnu, is self-sufficient. Although he has nothing to aspire for in the material world, for the benefit of those in the material world, he is always busily engaged everywhere and is accompanied by his dangerous energies like, like Goddess Kali or Durga. Purport. Lord Shiva is known as the greatest devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is known as the best of all types of Vaishnavas, Vaishnavanam Yata Shambhu. Consequently, Lord Shiva has a Vaishnava Sampradaya, the disciplic succession known as the Rudra Sampradaya. Just as there is a Brahma Sampradaya coming directly from Lord Brahma, the Rudra Sampradaya comes directly from Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is one of the twelve great personalities as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 6.3.20 Swayambur Naradak Chambu Kumarak Kapilo Manuhu Pralado Janako Bhishmo Balir Vyasayikir Payam These are twelve great authorities in preaching God consciousness. The name Shambhu means Lord Shiva. His disciplic succession is also known as the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya and the current Vishnu Swami Sampradaya is known, also known as the Vallabha Sampradaya. The current Brahma Sampradaya is known as the Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. Even though Lord Shiva appeared in the form of Shankaracharya to preach Mayavad philosophy. At the end of his pastimes of Shankaracharya, he preached the Vaishnava philosophy. Bhajagovindam, 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 Mudha Mate. He stressed worshipping Lord Krishna or Govinda three times in this verse and especially warned his followers that they could not possibly achieve deliverance or mukti simply by word jugglery and grammatical puzzles. If one is actually serious to attain mukti, he must worship Lord Krishna. That is Sripad Shankaracharya's last instruction. Herein it is mentioned that Lord Shiva is always accompanied by his material energy, Shaktya Goraya. 
material energy, Goddess Durga or Goddess Kali is always under his control. Goddess Kali serves him by killing all the asuras or demons. Sometimes Kali becomes so infuriated that she indiscriminately kills all kinds of asuras. There is a popular picture of Goddess Kali in which she wears a garland composed of the heads of the asuras and holds in her left hand a captured head and in her right hand a great gudga or chopper for killing asuras. Great wars are symbolic representations of Kali's devastation of the asuras who are actually conducted by the goddess Kali. Shristi stiti pralaya sadhana shakti eka Brahma Samhita 5.44 Shristi stiti pralaya sadhana shakti eka Asuras tried to pacify the Lord Kali or Durga by worshipping her in material opulence. But when the Asuras become too intolerable, Goddess Kali does not discriminate in killing them wholesale. Asuras do not know the secret of the energy of Lord Shiva and they prefer to worship Lord Goddess Kali or Durga or Lord Shiva for material benefit. Due to their demoniac character, they are reluctant to surrender to Lord Krishna as indicated by Bhagavad Gita 7.15 Namang Dushkritino Mudha Prapadyante Naradamaha Mayaya Parita Jnana Asuram Bhavam Ashritaha Lord Shiva's duty is very dangerous because he has to employ the energy of Goddess Kali or Durga. In another popular picture, the Goddess Kali is sometimes seen standing on the prostrate body of Lord Shiva, which indicates that sometimes Lord Shiva has to fall down flat in order to stop Goddess Kali from killing the Asuras. <laughs> Since Lord Shiva controls the great material energy, Goddess Durga, worshippers of Lord Shiva attain very opulent positions within this material world. Under Lord Shiva's direction, the worshipper of Lord Shiva gets all kinds of material facilities. In contrast, a Vaishnava or worshipper of Lord Vishnu gradually becomes poorer in material possessions because Lord Vishnu does not trick his devotees into becoming materially entangled by possessions. Lord Vishnu gives his devotees intelligence from within, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 10.10. Teshan satata yuktanam bhajatam purvakam dadami buddhi-yogam tam yenamam upayantite. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Thus Lord Vishnu gives intelligence to his devotee so that the devotee can make progress on the path back home, back to Godhead. Since the devotee has nothing to do with any kind of material possession, he does not come under the control of Goddess Kali or the Goddess Durga. Lord Shiva is also in charge 
of the tamoguna, or the mode of ignorance in the material world. His potency, the goddess Durga, is described as keeping all living entities in the darkness of ignorance. Ya Devi Sarva Bhuteshu Nidra Rupam Sangstita. Both Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are incarnations of Lord Vishnu, but Lord Brahma is in charge of the creation, whereas Lord Shiva is in charge of the destruction, which he carries out with the help of his material energy, Goddess Kali, or Goddess Durga. Thus, in, the, in this verse, Lord Shiva is described as being accompanied by dangerous potencies, Shaktya, Goraya, and that is the actual position of Lord Shiva. Text 19 the great sage Maitreya continued, <clears throat> My dear Vidura, because of their pious nature, all the sons of Prachinabari very seriously accepted the words of their father with heart and soul. And with these words on their heads, they went toward the west to execute their father's order. Purport. In this verse, Sadava meaning pious or well-behaved, is very important, especially at the present moment. It is derived from the word sadhu. A perfect sadhu is one who was always engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Prachinibarhi's sons are described as sadhava because of their complete, because of their complete obedience to their father. The father king and spiritual master are supposed to be representatives of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and as such they have to be respected as the Supreme Lord. It is the duty of the Father, the spiritual master and the king to regulate their subordinates, to regulate their subordinates in such a way that they ultimately become fully unalloyed devotees of the Supreme Lord. That is the duty of the superiors. And it is a duty of the subordinates to obey their orders perfectly and in a disciplined way. The word shirasha on their heads is also significant. For the pachetas accepted the orders of their father and carried them on their heads, which means they accepted them in complete surrender. Text while traveling the prachetas happened to see a great reservoir of water which seemed almost as big as the ocean the water of this lake was so calm and quiet that it seemed like the mind of a great soul and its inhabitants the aquatics appeared very peaceful and happy to be under the protection of such a watery reservoir Purport. The word Sasamudra means near the sea. The reservoir of water was like a bay, for it was not very far from the sea. The word Upa, meaning more or less, is used in many ways, as in the word Upapati, which indicates a husband more or less. That is to say, a lover who is acting like a husband.
Upa also means greater, smaller, or nearer. Considering all these points, the reservoir of water, which was seen by the Prachetas while they were traveling, was actually a large bay or lake. And unlike the sea or ocean, which has turbulent waves, this reservoir was very calm and quiet. Indeed, the water was so clear that it seemed like the mind of some great soul. There may be many great souls, jnanis, yogis, and bhaktas, or pure devotees, are also called... There may be, great, there may be many great souls, jnanis, yogis, and bhaktas, or pure devotees, are also called great souls, but they are very rarely found. One can find many great souls amongst the yogis and jnanis, but the truly great soul, the pure devotee of the Lord, who is fully surrendered to the Lord, is very rarely found. Samahatma Sadurlabaha, Bhagavad Gita 7.19 A devotee's mind is always calm, quiet, and desireless, because he is always anyabilashita shunyam, having no desire other than to serve Krishna as his personal friend, servant, friend, father, mother, or conjugal lover. Due to his association with Krishna, a devotee is always very calm and cool. It is also significant that within that reservoir, all the aquatics were also very calm and quiet. Because the disciples of a devotee have taken shelter of a great soul, they become very calm and quiet and are not agitated by the waves of the material world. This material world is often described as an ocean of nations. In such an ocean, everything is agitated. The mind of a great devotee is also like an ocean or a very large lake, but there is no agitation. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 2.41, Vyabhasayatmika buddhir ekeha Guru Nandana. Those who are fixed in the service of the Lord are not agitated by anything. It is also stated in Bhagavad Gita 6.22 Yasminstito nadukena gununapi vichalyate Even if he suffers some reversals in life, a devotee is never agitated. Therefore, whoever takes shelter of a great soul or even a great devotee, becomes pacified. Therefore, whoever takes shelter of a great soul or a great devotee, becomes pacified. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 19, 149, it is stated, Krishna Bhakta Shanta. A devotee of Lord Krishna is always peaceful because he has no desire whereas the yogis, karmis, and jnanis have so many desires to fulfill. One may argue that the devotees have desires, for they wish to go home, back to Godhead. But such a desire does not agitate the mind. Although he wishes to go back to Godhead, a devotee is satisfied in any condition of life. Consequently, the word mahan mana is used in this verse to indicate that the reservoir of water 
was as calm and quiet as the mind of a great devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Abhai and I have been reading Prabhupada Lilamrita and we're just at the part where he's in New York and just beginning to get started and the kinds of things that he had to tolerate were just out of this world and how the devotees finally a few of them came who were more serious and they began doing things for Prabhupada and the 26th Second Avenue room when he, when he got it was completely bare, barren ugly and the Mott Street boys and a couple of others they got all of their you know madrasas from you know from India they had bought paintings and their own drapes they washed them they were so filthy that the water came out black but they made it clean and then they dyed it purple and hung up with other orange cloth and they made it look like a little Indian temple and they did that all secretly and Prabhupada came in and he just beamed at them and he said oh you're making advancement because they were doing service out of love for Prabhupada they did service and that's how the movement started even the simplest thing he said this means that you're advancing because you're doing service these great purports by Srila Prabhupada all exhibit that calmness and then as soon he was and then he went into a very grave state and the, the devotee said he looked like a stone unmovable and then he smiled again and appreciated the work that they did and he just spoke so nicely to them and they were in all in ecstasy together Hare Krishna and here we are so many years after that with Prabhupada's presence in these purports relishing being with Srila Prabhupada it was one of those great souls being talked about here Hare Krishna okay it's 7.47 I don't mean the airplane I mean the time so it's time to stop and um, we'll start tomorrow with text 21 in the meantime we'll wait patiently for the reflections of the devotees and by the way starting tomorrow for a few days we will have a Sankirtan party from uh, Wales some of our favorite reflectors as we call them uh, will be coming in, into the, to the daily reading and maybe for a few days I don't know how many days but Hare Krishna we'll be glad to see them alright next this is from Gopakanya Devi Das. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Das here, the epitome of steadiness. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jaya Srila Prabhupada. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna, Maharaj. And to you, Sudevi Dasi, I say only one thing Hare Krishna. Back to you.
Next is from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Thank you for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Really interested in this statement by Srila by, by Prabhupada. Quote, Not only should he meditate upon that order, but he should find out the means by which he can perfectly worship and execute it. Unquote. Not only must we meditate on the instructions of the spiritual master, but we should also work out how we can practically act on them. To my understanding, this is the way we really hear, be it from Prabhupada's purports or from the personal instructions of our spiritual masters. We must contemplate and then apply them to our life, which results in realization. Prabhupada said it in a very simple sentence. He said, hearing means doing. Hearing is not an idle, you know, activity. Hearing means doing. But, at the same time, if you just hear, even if you can't do, and you appreciate, and you accept, and, and uh, that helps also. But eventually, your hearing must be doing. And then you get realization, scientific uh, experience of the absolute truth. Hare Krishna, thank you for that reflection. Reminded me of Srila Prabhupada. This is from Ananda Murti. Ananda Murti, Hare Krishna. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. <coughs> thank you so much for today's reading of Srimad Bhagavatam. To hear this transcendental knowledge, within devotees' sangha, through your mouth, is so auspicious. Simply by your mercy I have got this opportunity. Thank you so much, Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. Today I heard, quote, Even if a person is born in a family of Chandalas, the lowest birth one can get in human society, he is glorious if he chants the holy names of the Lord. For it it is to be understood that by such chanting, a devotee definitely proves that he underwent all kinds of austerities mm. in his previous life. Mm. I can feel it when I go out for book distribution. Very rare people have interest in the transcendental Srila Prabhupada's books. The person who is favorable for books are rarely found but I found them whenever I distribute books. <laughs> it is simply only by Lord Krishna's arrangement. Yesterday one Bhagavad Gita and one small book, and the day before yesterday one Krishna book distributed during lunch and after duty. Even suddenly approached by me, they give Lakshmi for the books. Mostly within one minute talk, they take the book and donate money. I found that it is amazing and impossible without Lord Krishna's mercy. Yes. They also must have done some sort of devotional service from the past life. Yes. Om Tat Sat. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Thanks for those ecstatic uh, Sankirtan uh, realizations, Anandamurti. We're proud of you, and please continue. Krishna's in your heart, 
And because of your desire, your sincere desire, Krishna sends the persons to you from within their hearts when they're ready. Hare Krishna. Very nice realization that not very many people will take it. Therefore, Prabhupada told us, never become discouraged under any condition of material existence just because not that many people are coming. But actually, relatively speaking, lots of people are becoming Krishna consciousness by Prabhupada's mercy, getting these books. Vaishashika Prabhu, my best friend, he inspired the whole planet of devotees to distribute 45,880 sets of Srimad-Bhagavatam during his Purnima campaign. That's, by the way, more than 885,000 books. So the Lakshmi that comes in from that effort will help to distribute more books and help spread the Krishna consciousness movement. It's all auspicious. And you may say, oh, yes, but where are all the devotees? We distribute so many books. Oh, they're there. They're there. And each time they do something like that, some pious activity they may not even know about, Agyata Sukriti, they become closer and closer to being able to hear and to be able to accept and help come and spread the Krishna consciousness movement. And Srila Prabhupada told us, definitely, in the future, millions of, of devotees will come and take shelter from this holocaust of the uh, demoniac leaders who are misleading, have no idea, and just as we heard about Lord Shiva and the energy of the mode of ignorance, they all get exactly what they deserve. Everyone. Everyone gets exactly what they deserve due to their past activities. Not a penny more or a penny less. So we all, we all should be overwhelmed with gratitude that Lord Chaitanya came and gave us so many concessions, especially the one that was mentioned in the purports here that chant, just chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, to be able to hear that and chant it in this age is all auspicious. It's a great concession. We get to do the topmost worship that will get this, the results, more than the results of any karmis, yogis or jnanis. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Anandamurti. You're a great yogini. <laughs> She also said, sorry, I made mistype. Maybe almost within one to three minutes people donate after meeting in my case. People must know I have no time. Om Tat Sat. Hare Krishna, thank you. This is from Paramananda. Paramananda, Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. We heard tonight that one who chants the Maha Mantra has performed all austerity in our previous life. End quote, end quote. By the grace of Lord Chaitanya, one who chants the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, attains the highest perfectional stage which had previously been attained by people who entered the ocean and executed austerities for 10,000 years. 
In this age of Kali, if a person does not take advantage of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, which is offered as a great concession to the fallen human beings of this age, it is to be understood that he is very much bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord. Unquote. So the all-attractive names of the Supreme Personality should be constantly within our minds and dancing on our tongues. Thank you, Maharaj, for sharing Srila Prabhupada's words with us every day. Your servant, Paramananda. Thank you very much, Paramananda. That was beautiful. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. All glories to the holy name of the Lord. Hare Nama. Hare Nama. Hare Nama Eva Kevala. Kalo Nasteva. 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 Katranyate. Katyanyate. There's no other way to attain the goal of life in the Kali Yuga. This is from Bhakti Rupa. Mm-hmm. He says, Wow, thanks for the Prabhupada Kata. Hare Krishna. And more from Ananda Murti. Yes, Ananda Murti. This is also nice to hear. Quote, it is also stated in the Bhagavad Gita 6.22 Yasminsti to nadukena gurunapi vichalite even if he suffers some reversals in life, a devotee is never agitated. Therefore, whoever takes shelter of a great soul or a great devotee becomes pacified. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 19.149, it is stated, Krishna Bhakta Nishkama Ataeva Shanta. A devotee of Lord Krishna is always peaceful because he has no desire, whereas the yogis, karmis, and jnanis have so many desires to fulfill. One may argue that the devotees have desires, for they wish to go home back to Godhead, but such a desire does not agitate the mind. Although he wishes to go back to Godhead, a devotee is satisfied in any condition of life. Hare Krishna. Jesus said, Yes, Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. And this is from Koladvipati. Mm. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight, Maharaj. Purport to text 15 was a significant one. The order of the spiritual master is the life substance of the disciple, the secret of success. What can I say? Today is the last, the last day of Kartik, auspicious day, and the Diradatta Prabhu in London, uh, my disciple, negotiated with these two uh, agencies and was able to get two very nice flats that are perfect for preaching and having a contemporary Vedic ashram and it's coming together all the parts to be able to make more Western devotees of which he is one and uh, it was unanimously approved by the trustees and it's all auspicious the preaching mood is changing and getting better and Krishna is sending more educated devotees serious devotees and we're on our way Prabhupada's original flagship preaching temple is 
alive and well by the mercy of Shiva Prabhupada, Hare Krishna. This is from Subaram. Yes, Subaram. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. There are many agitations and disturbances which comes to the mind while being a sadhaka, practitioner. The following gem and the verse from CC gives us insight how to overcome the agitations. Shrima Bhagavatam 424.14 by the grace of Lord Chaitanya, one who chants the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, attains the highest perfectional stage, which had previously been attained by people who entered the ocean and executed austerities for 10,000 years. In this age of Kali, if a person does not take advantage of chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra, which is offered as a great concession to the fallen human beings of this age, it is to be understood that he is very much bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord. <laughs> One time she was a prophet. Oh, I'm sorry, am I cutting off? There's, there's a more? Sec- there's a second. Uh, yeah, please, please. Well, let me say this because it fits what he just said. Uh, One time a devotee asked Prabhupada, how long does it take to, to chant without offense? Prabhupada says, 30 or 40 years. 30 or 40 years. So if we haven't achieved perfection after chanting for 2 or 3 or 5 or 10 or 12 or 20 or 30 or 40 years, no, that's the way it is. That's how powerful the material energy is. Hare Krishna. But if you keep chanting, no matter who you are, no matter whether you're an offender or not, if you keep chanting and don't stop, you'll get there. Everyone will. Who does that? Hare Krishna. This is CC 114.1 Kantanchana smrite yasmin dushkaram sukaram bhavet vismrite viparitam syat shri chaitanyam namamitam Things that are very difficult to do become easy to execute if one somehow or other simply remembers Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh. But if one does not remember him, even easy things become very difficult. To this Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I offer my respectful obeisance. What's the number again? One? Fourteen. One, one fourteen? One fourteen, one. Adi Lila, chapter one, text fourteen? No. Oh. No, that's not right. I want to know the number of that verse. Maybe it's Madhyal 1-4? I'm not sure. Please clarify, Subarao Prabhu, for us. What verse is that? I've been looking for that verse actually. That's actually the first thing to do. Somehow or other remember Lord Chaitanya. And then whatever it is you want to do, it becomes easier. 
How do you do the 14 one? Oh, 14 one. Right. Thank you very much. I heard 114. That was my mistake. This is the rest of his comment. Your readings unravel the mystery of challenges which we are not even aware and give us the solutions through the purports of Sri the Prabhupada's daily readings. Kijar. Yes, well, we're just trying to repeat. And we're not just trying, we are repeating what Prabhupada said. And like I always say, if you just keep hearing these purports, they answer all your questions. If you hear enthusiastically and, and submissively, uh, they will answer all the questions, solve all your problems. You just have to go on hearing. It's, it's miraculous. It's like we heard Lord Shiva, he's practicing my Bhad philosophy through Shankaracharya. Then at the very end of his life, he says, Bhajakovinda, 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 Mude Mate, Muda Mate. Oh Mudhas, your word juggling will do him nothing. Simply chant the name of Govinda. <laughs> so even Shankaracharya came to that conclusion. Even though he had to do such a distasteful service on the order of Lord Krishna. Hare Krishna. He also says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, are we changing the timings as the Kartik month is over now? Uh, yes, it will be a little bit later. Like normal, quarter after 7, quarter, 7.30. I'd like to keep it at 7.15 actually. But with so many things to do, you know, especially Abai has so many things to do, it takes a little longer. is from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, such a nice reading tonight. I really appreciated the reference to Bhagavad Gita 241 telling us to stay fixed on the spiritual master's instructions to get all auspicious results. Yes. On the point raised by Bhakta Rupa earlier, is that the case that we may receive general instruction from our Guru and then we should try to refine our services following this general guideline with the help of our local authorities and Sri the Prabhupada's Absolutely. books? Absolutely. Prabhupada said, strain your brain to find ways to spread the Krishna consciousness movement. And Prabhupada gave us the basics, but there's always more to do. And we should strain our brain to be able to find those ways. One of the main ways to strain our brain to find other ways is to is preach to people, to glorify Krishna to them and explain to them what the basics of life are, what a human life is. They're so far from it now. You know, they're all acting like animals. So many. It's ridiculous. 
in the rest of his comment also. From a neophyte perspective like mine, I find it difficult to be fully satisfied with general instructions because it requires to go deeper, and my mind seems to resist that idea. Would asking for more specific instructions from our spiritual master be something that could help our going deeper in Krishna consciousness, or shall we simply be satisfied with general instruction? No, you must go deeper. But the point is that all those deep instructions are there in the Bhagavatam, in Prabhupada's purports. And basically, all of us who are acting as spiritual masters, we're getting our knowledge from these books. And the practical application of them into life, that's what we're talking about. That's what Prabhupada is talking about. Therefore, we operate these temples. We have, you know, now we're in London, we're doing the Studio 108, where there's a special place where Westerners can come and hear the philosophy in different ways. And it's, yeah, we have to, that's what it means to strain our brains so we can figure out how to attract more people to Krishna consciousness. Hainam, it's simple actually. It's actually very simple. Spreading of Krishna consciousness is based on, on hearing the Bhagavatam, hearing the holy name, uh, and distributing, distributing Prabhupada's books and, and prasadam. This is the formula. We don't need, it's our, it's our Western tendency to need to do you know, more and more and more and more. But if we get the basics down first, then we can, you know, then we can go deeper. In order to go deeper, the mind has to be purified. The, the, the devotees of Krishna see Krishna everywhere, inside and outside. The yogis and jnanis, they're just going inside it's for themselves. But Lord Chaitanya's movement is to help others. So we always strain our brain to figure out a way we can help others. And even you don't have to do anything outstanding. That's another, you know, uh, Western, uh, developed Western country standards. Everyone has to do something outstanding. But even the littlest thing you do, you talk to one person and convince them to, to give their life to Krishna, your, your success is guaranteed to go back to Godhead. Prabhupada told us that. What to speak if you make many devotees? This is all based on compassion. But in, in order to have compassion, you have to see that they're suffering. And in order to see that they're suffering, first we have to become more or less free from, our, from suffering ourselves so that we can see how other people are suffering. If we're suffering along with them, then it's hard for us to see them suffering. And it's impossible to have compassion. So it requires a purification of the heart, purification of the eyes and all the senses. That's what the purpose of our regulations, the purpose of our austerities, the purpose of our sadhana, is to purify our senses and heart. And it comes. People who meet us, if you're strict with your sadhana, people who meet us on the streets, they taste something different. They can tell they're being with somebody different. At least the ones who are sincere and still honest. But now we're living in a, in a society where it's mostly materialistic and animalistic. So of course it's going to be not very many people who will actually be attracted. It's natural, especially in Kali Yuga. But more things are happening now to make more people disillusioned. 
And that's what happens. Prabhupada came to America right at the right moment when the, when the young people were, were rebelling against the Vietnam War. Krishna makes arrangements, sends his pure devotees. And Krishna and Prabhupada empowered pure devotees. There may be so many problems. There may be so many people who come to the movement with ulterior motives and create disturbances and do nonsense. But still, the movement is spreading Krishna consciousness more than any other uh, group or institution in the world, still to this day. So there may be so many problems. Don't meditate on the problems. Prabhupada never did. He never meditated on the problems. He meditated on Krishna and he had compassion and he had hope for everyone who came even though they were so degraded at first and they, he built an army that spread Krishna consciousness all around the world. And what the Sankirtan devotees are doing in, in uh, Wales is, is the pr proof of the pudding. Hare Krishna. This is from Kaladvipati. Yes, Kaladvipati. <coughs> when you were talking about Lord Chaitanya's mercy in giving the great concession of chanting Hare Krishna in Kali Yuga, it reminded me of C.C. Adi 8.15. If you are indeed interested in logic and argument, kindly apply it to the mercy yes. of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you do so, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. Yes, very nice verse. Thank you so much for sharing this. This is the last one. From Bhakta Peter. Yes, Bhakta Peter. Hare Krishna. Hope to see you soon. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to the assembled sages. I was very inspired tonight to hear about the order of the spiritual master being the life substance of the disciple. It is incredible how by taking initiation from a bona fide spiritual master, the mission of one's current life can be revealed to him. Not only this, but by worshipping and meditating upon this mission, the disciple becomes empowered to fulfill his order. Outside of Krishna consciousness, one becomes so bewildered and searching for a mission worth dedicating his life to. I pray that one day I can devote my life entirely to executing the order of a spiritual master. P.S. Greatly looking forward to visiting the haven. Thank you for your great hospitality and allowing us to visit. Hare Krishna. Thank you. We'll be very happy to see you. And thanks for that lovely, lovely reflection. And, and the reflections of everyone and the appreciation and the atmosphere that's being created is getting just more and more sweet, more and more powerful, more and more beautiful. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Last day of Karti Ki Jai Samaveda Bhakti Brinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol See you tomorrow night as we hear how the Prachetas met Lord Shiva and we will hear at least some of Lord Shiva's Lord Shiva's prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hari Krishna, see you tomorrow night. Hari Bol.